Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. A very simple question that I get asked a lot of times is, how many meetings should I have? How many times should I be speaking to my team? How many times should I be speaking to my senior management team? What sort of communication do I need to have in my business to make it effective? Well, I'll be completely honest, there is no one size fits all. But what I'm going to do is give you the types of meetings that we have in our business that we believe are the most effective and gets the communication and the message across. So feel free to pick and choose what you like, throw away what you don't like, try it out, see what works and what and trial everything and, and just see what can give you the most effective type of communication for your team. Because without effective communication, messages can get lost and get misinterpreted or the fact that the message never came across in the first place. So here's my very, very quick guide to the types of meetings that we have and I suggest you look at as well. So the first one is, I think every team should have this and you should have a morning huddle. Now, what do I mean by a morning huddle? Well, it was made famous or made uh, known to me by a guy called Vern Harnish, who has um, a very, very big consulting group over in America and he wrote Scaling Up, some really other clever books as well. Now, we implemented this probably about four or five years ago with great success. And all it is, is everybody gets a minute. Now, so this is taking your typical branch, maybe four, five, six, maximum seven staff, um, and everybody gets a minute. So the manager, what we call tops and tails it, so they get a minute to start and a minute to finish, and everybody else gets a minute in between. And that's it, no more, no less. Now, a couple of things with this. We have hours before everybody starts, before the day starts. Now, I know and I've seen a few people saying, oh, we have it at the end of the day, and so that means we can think about it on the evening. For us, for us it didn't work, and, then, and there's a couple of reasons. The first thing is we want to have it before the day starts, before everybody gets busy, before people get pulled from pillar to post for emergencies, before that phone rings. Because no matter how many good intentions you have at four o'clock or half four, when that phone starts ringing at nine o'clock and when you take off and switch off the answer phone and you put the live phones on, you don't know what the day holds. So we always have ours pre-work before the main day starts around about quarter to nine. And what we say to everybody is, look, you get there at quarter nine. We don't care what you've got to do. You just get there at quarter to nine. We don't hold it up. So if somebody's missing, we still have it. And we just tell that person when they walk through the door late. And they know we don't have to make it obvious or uncomfortable for them. They know they're in the bad books. Now, everybody gets that minute. And there's three things to talk about in that minute. So the first thing is, and it's very quickly, did you achieve everything you wanted to yesterday? So it could be, I got that move in, I spoke to that vendor, I had those two hours chasing arrays, I sold this, I sold that, I did this, I did that, whatever it is. So that's the first thing. Did I achieve everything I set out to achieve yesterday? The second thing is, what am I going to achieve today? So we're verbalizing what we want to achieve. Now the reason for that is, if you say what you're going to do, you're twice as likely more to do it, according to The One Thing, a really good book by Gary Keller. And in that, he basically says that. If you say it to people, I'm going to do this, you're twice as likely to do it. Because you don't want to be the person the very next day when you have to bring up, yeah, I didn't quite get that done. I didn't get that finished. I didn't get around to do that. 
to be fair, you're going to look a bit of a plonker. So verbalising it means you're twice as likely more to achieve it. And then the last thing we talk about is, what do you need to do or what do you need help-wise that will allow you to achieve what you've just stated? So if it was a case of I need to speak to a vendor, it's going to be a long conversation, something help-wise I might need is, you know, can you take the phone calls for an hour? Can you allow me just to sit in the back room while I talk to the solicitor or or do my vendor progression or, or, or whatever sales progression? Whatever it might be, I need extra time, I need extra resources, I need extra help. Um, there could be a very, very complicated tenancy going on. It could be a company let and you've got no experience in that. So it could be you're asking for your manager's help. So the three things are, what did I achieve yesterday? Did I achieve it? What am I going to achieve today? And do I need any extra help or additional help to allow me to achieve my goals for today? So that's your morning huddle. Every morning, short, sharp and straight. Straight to the point. No messing. Five, six minutes, seven minutes, depending on how many staff you've got. Bang. As a manager, you would take some notes, but you wouldn't make it a formal process. So it would just be a case of if, if Sarah said she needed three things, you'd write that down. If Frank said two things, you'd write that down. And, and you'd just make it quite an informal meeting, but bang, 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 straight to the point. Every single morning, without fail, make it part of your routine. The second thing what we do, or the second type of meeting, is our weekly meetings. Now again, they're no longer than maybe 15 minutes, and we have those on a Monday. Now, the reason we have weekly meetings and have them on a Monday is because we will set out our targets once a month. And for example, say it's we want to move in 10 people and we want 12 sales, right? We don't we don't have that at the end of the month. We, what we don't want is by month three or week three, we've got four move-ins and five sales and then we're panicking. We want to attack those figures, attack those actions that we need to, to happen in order to achieve those figures as early on in the month as we possibly can. Now, these weekly meetings are the perfect opportunity to share to the staff, the rest of the staff, what our targets are and where are we in line with achieving those targets. So week one, it might be, right guys, our target is 10 move-ins and 15 sales. We've got three move-ins, but we've only got one sale. So move-ins were ahead of the game. Sales were behind. Come on, who's got some sales that can pull out of a bag? Who's got to contact the vendors? Who's got a couple of uh, sales to negotiate? Right, let's go, guys. Let's go, go, go. That type of thing. So when it comes to week two, we're saying, right, guys, we're on five move-ins for the month and we've really ramped it up. We're on six sales for the month. We're back on track, back on track. That's what we want to hear. So again, by the time it comes to week three, we know exactly what. where are we off the track, off the beaten track. Are we on in line with the targets? Are we way, way off? And we can adapt to suit. What we used to do, again, is, is comes to week three and we're nowhere near and we're definitely going to fail against our targets. So again, guys, that is literally 15 minutes, 20 minutes, absolute maximum. And you're just basically saying, right, Fred, where are you? How far are we in line with your targets? What can you do? Have you got any sales bubbling in the background? How, is any guys were only a couple of hundred quid away from a deal? What we're waiting for that applicant? Can we get them moved in? Can we give them a quick chase? And it's just refocusing your stuff, but you're doing it on a weekly basis. And that one we do write down, we do make it formal, we do email it to everyone saying, right guys, as discussed in this week's weekly meeting, bash, that's where we've got to do it. And again, what we do in uh, in that meeting is we will talk about the figures in terms of finances. So we will talk about our target is 20 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand, and this is where we are in line with our targets. There's no point being protective or being quite quiet about your targets. A lot of people we know and a lot of people I coach 
when I first start coaching them, don't like talking about the finances with the staff. And I'll always say, well, why? What's the worst that can, that can happen? They haven't got access to your bank, have they? Well, no. They can't steal your money, can they? Like by going into your... Well, no, of course they can't. Then what's the worst? Well, they'll know what I'm, I'm making, right? And what's wrong with that? Well, it's just, it's private. Well, great. Well, how are you going to push them and how are you going to get them engaged and buying into the process if you don't let them know how successful they are and how that helps the bigger picture in terms of growing your business and revenue, generating that revenue? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, what happens if they ask a pay rise? Are they worth it? Well, yeah, we'll give them one. Or are they worth it? Well, no. We'll explain that to them and explain based on your performance, based on you're not reaching your targets, not hitting your figures, not achieving your goals, not making, generating revenue for the business, you're not worth the, the, the pay rise and we're not going to give you one. However, if you hit X, Y, Z in terms of targets, then we'll give you one. So sharing your figures and sharing the finances with your staff is perfectly normal. And the third meeting we have, there's going to be a fourth one, um, but it's a monthly meeting and we have those with, with all our staff. Now, the monthly meeting is the big one. This is the one that might take an hour, 40 minutes. And this is the one that where we really do share all our finances. So we will show our P&Ls to our managers. And our managers will cascade that information down to the branches and explain to them, this is the type of month we had. This is how much we made or this is how much we didn't make. And we'll break down and sort of devolve those P&Ls and show them exactly how that person's individual performance impacted on the overall performance of the branch if a branch member if one of your employees goes from week to week month to month not understanding not knowing and not having the information of what their individual performance in line with the branch performance was then how can you expect them to get better if you want a staff member to be engaged and you want a staff member to understand how their individual performance impacts on the overall performance of your branch then you need to be brutally honest with them. You need to show them the figures. Because if the ultimate goal for a branch is to make money, and yet you're not telling them if you made money, then you can't really expect them to make you money, if that makes sense. You've got to open up a little bit. As by my previous comments, don't worry about if they ask for more money. If they're worth it, you'll give them it. If they're not, you won't. And it really is as simple as that. So in this meeting, we talk about the finances. We give the overall goals of the month branch for the, for the coming month. And we also sort of look into where we were for last month. Did we hit our targets? Why didn't we? What could we have done better? Individually, did we hit our targets? If not, why not? So, you know, one of the guys could be on holiday for two weeks. That's fine. But if the holi- if holidays are booked in, mm-hmm. like they should be for a good couple of months in advance, for one week and two weeks or more, then you should have made some sort of accommodations for that. So if you know somebody's going to be off in four months' time, then you've got to try in the first couple of months leading up to that You've got to try and overhit your targets. And for months that they're away, you've got to put a little bit more pressure on the remaining employees to make sure the branch as a whole does not suffer or it doesn't affect them greatly. So that's the week, the morning huddle, the weekly meeting, the monthly meeting. Now, here's uh, another meeting I want to talk about. There's going to be two more. And this just depends on the size of your branch. So if you're a single branch, those three are perfectly fine. Those, I you know, highly recommend those no matter what size your branch if you are a single branch and you're on your own, this might not be applicable for you, as in you're an owner-operator. If you've got a manager or you've got multiple branches with multiple managers or you've got a business partner, then this is um, what we call the SMT meeting. So it's a senior management team meeting. And, and in this, we, you know, myself and the senior management team, the four of us, would go off-site 
um, every month. And, you know, we buy, you know, go to a nice hotel, have a bit of a breakfast. We get there about eight o'clock, half an hour, just a cup of coffee, breakfast, sit down. And then for two or three hours, we go through the P&Ls, go through the targets of every single branch. Where do we want to get to? How we're going to get there? And we'll have an agenda. It's all recorded. Um, and it's like, what are we going to achieve? What actions every person's going to take away from the meeting? What can we put back onto the staff? Um, what do you, where do you think the gaps are? Do you think we need to recruit in this area? What's this person? How are they performing? So it's very much a more of a high level stuff. We don't talk about, you know, bits of software and, and you know, get the stationery or, or this, this office needs a paint or lick of paint. We don't talk about that. It's all very, very much high level because, you know, my FDs there, um, my uh, uh, managing directors there, area managers there, and my business partners there, who, who's more the, the legal and compliance side of things. So we all meet up together, and it's a really, really good productive meeting. And that's about two and a half, three hours long. So that happens every single month, and that's always off-site. And then once a year, the same team meet, and that's a good half-day, six-hour six meeting. And that's a case of just head down, and we talk about for the preceding following calendar year, so January to December, how much income do we want to generate from each branch? Now, it pretty much carries the same theme. I always overestimate what I think we could make. And then Adele, my, my wonderful MD, pretty much brings me back down to earth and says, no, John, we can't make $1 trillion. That's a little bit too much. We need to sort of dial it back a bit for this reason, that reason, that reason. And we sometimes um, meet close in the middle. So it's very much a figures day. Um, it takes a little bit more planning than what I've probably made out, as in, you know, Adele and I have put something down on paper before we meet and we sort of back ideas backwards and forwards, where we want to get to, how we're going to get there. So when we do meet, it's not a case of, well, I want to make this, you want to make that. Ooh, don't know, we're not too sure. We've got some assemblance, some idea of where we are and what we can get to um, at the meeting so it's not wasted. And that's another thing about meetings, guys. So just a quick recap before we go on, not wasting meeting time. So we've got the morning huddle, we've got the weekly meeting, we've got the monthly meeting. Everybody, no matter what size, should have those three things in. And again, there's an argument to say, well, I trust my staff. It's not about trusting your staff. It's not about not believing they can do the job. It's about refocusing them. It's about getting them into habits. It's about getting them into a routine. It's much bigger than what people might think. It's a little bit like if you can't do the little things, as in turn up on time for a meeting, then how can you be expected to do the big things, as in follow up and chase up that sale or that landlord with a portfolio of 20 properties or that guy with a million pound house and you've got a 2% fee in. So it's the little things that you do on a daily basis that naturally affect how you run the rest of your professional and business life. So morning huddle, weekly meeting, monthly meeting, depending on the size, you might want a, a senior management team meeting, uh, which is an offsite meeting. It's We much prefer to have it offsite. And then once a year, you have... Um, a strategy meeting it's an annual strategy meeting where you set your targets for the year and that is a big four five six maybe a full day session where you're looking at what you're going to implement for the year as well as breaking down what you have done for the year and just appreciating the hard work that has gone into it now with meetings it has to be very very um, productive there's no point in having a meeting about a meeting to choose the toilet paper like a lot of the bigger corporates do and you know we we have taken uh, staff and some of our current employees used to work for large companies you know the corporates and they said it was absolutely ridiculous you wanted to 
buy something, you had to put a stationary requisition in. By the time it got up the head office and back down again, it was two months later. And it was just easy if you bought it yourself. We want to be corporate, but agile. So in our meetings, we want to be in, it wants to be productive, it wants to be efficient, effective. Everybody knows what, what to expect. We get results, we get actionable results, and everybody knows what they're going to take away and what they're responsible and accountable for by the end of it. There's no messing around. There's no, what did you get up to at the weekend? It's like, right, guys, this is what we're going to do. And I just want to give you two tips because pretty much every single person I have ever spoken to who has chaired meetings has had the same problem. Somebody or more than one person always takes the meeting off topic, always doesn't answer the question but talks around the question, gets to the answer but after about 15, 20 minutes. Now you as a chairperson, it's up to you to stop that. Don't blame them, blame you. If you are that person that takes it off topic and on tangents, stop it. As simple as that, stop it now. You're wasting your time, you're wasting your staff's time. Stop it. No excuses, just don't do it again. Now if somebody else is doing it, I want to give you two tips. So the first one takes balls of steel. You're just going to look at, if they keep going on and on and on and on and on, I want you to look them straight in the eye and just repeat their names as many times as it takes for them to stop. So for example, you know, you're talking away and you're going, John, 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 and just get louder and louder and louder and louder and just stare them in the eyes. And as soon as it stops saying, thank you, and then just move on. It's very awkward, but I tell you what, they do not like their name being repeated. Now, we do that and it's absolutely brilliant. It never fails to work. It's great. However, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, or it's too much of a change from the way you currently chair meetings, then how about try this one? If they're getting off topic, there's a couple of things you can say. Thanks, John, for pulling it back. Thanks, John, for that answer. Moving on. So you just interject and you just say, thank you, I'm, I'm just moving on to the next topic. Or thanks for answering that. Did you get this done? Or thanks, Sarah, have you done this? So again, it's, it's more of a polite way. I mean, I much prefer the first one, if I'm honest. I much prefer just say, John, 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 John. And they stop straight away. It's so such an effective method of trying to end that uh, their little tangent and end that red herring that they've gone on. And again, because it's such an awkward process and they don't like it, and to be fair, it doesn't feel good for you, it doesn't happen again. Now, that's the unusual thing about it. So those are two little tips how to get meetings back on track. Um, which I think is incredibly important. So I'm going to give you a couple of actionable tips. I want you to start implementing and introducing the morning huddle if you haven't already. Pick a time that suits you. Strongly recommend the morning. By the way, we've tried all times during the day. Another one, which is another reason why in the morning, is because you're normally more alert in the morning. You're more, normally more, you've got more time. You haven't been waylaid on something else. You haven't had distractions come in here. So at, at the minute... Um, on a morning, you're distraction-free, you're more focused, you're more alert. Most people have had a good cup of coffee. And make sure, by the way, that they don't come in then make a cup of coffee whilst you're having a meeting. They've come in. If they want a cup of coffee, they come in at 22. They have the coffee and they sat down a quarter to ready for you. Um, implement the weekly meetings. So start getting those out, knocked out straight away. Make sure everybody understands the process um, and what it's about. And just talk about where we are this week in line with our targets for the month next week where we are and then the week after and then great hopefully you've hit your targets and then the monthly meeting and that's where you share your big vision for the month your targets what every person has to do as an individual as well as a team but also 
a bit of a post-mortem and a deconstruct of the previous month and how that went well. And a pat on the back if it did go well and great, you've hit your targets. But also, why didn't we hit our targets? What can we do this month to ensure we hit our targets? So hope that's been useful, guys. It's a very, very hot topic at the minute about meetings and how to be a little bit more efficient with your time and how to share them more. And I would just say, be consistent. The same with everything in business. The more consistent you are, the better you will get at it. It is impossible to do something on a consistent basis and do it purposefully and not get better. So I hope you've enjoyed that session, guys, and see you next time on Leadership Revealed.